Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, frustration remains after a ridiculous 5-4 Sens loss to Colorado last night, but they have to reset quick. Yeah, they're hoping to bounce back this weekend at home up against the Toronto St. Pats. We also have a Belleville Sens weekend to preview and it's prospect watch season. Tyler Clevin has an enormous game tonight with North Dakota. We'll get you into that. And Levy Marilinen's season is finished. All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. And welcome. It's episode 758 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe to all the videos and Find us on your favorite audio podcast platforms, free and available where your team every day. Today is Friday, March 17th, and Pilsy, happy birthday, brother. 30, it's a nice little milestone to hit. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I've am i kind of got over the fact that my 20s are over, and I'm turning the chapter to my 30s, and uh, it's, it's going to be good. Good things to come here, especially now that the Locked On Centers podcast is we're, we've got our formula, we, we've got our routine, we've got our habits, and uh, we're going to take this thing to the moon in our 30s, Ross. Well, yeah, I just turned 25 when we first met. So, yeah. I mean, now, now we're at the next tier here, and we're trying to level up the show as well, and we couldn't do it without each and every one of you guys. But happy birthday, Pilsy. I'm sure you'll be celebrating today, and I'm sure everybody around the world will be celebrating St. Patty's Day. So get down to the Glebe Central Pub. Yeah. We're recording right now, 9.20 a.m., so by the time you're listening to this, the doors will be open. They open at 10 a.m. Eastern today at the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. What would be your drink du jour today on St. Patty's Day, Bills? I mean, you got to go with the green beers. Like there's a, there's one day and one day only where it's acceptable to drink green beer. And that's St. Patty's Day. I work at a brewery. So any other day, if someone tried to pass off a green beer, I wouldn't have it. But that's what it's all about on today's uh, today's festivities. And that is a pretty sweet thing about having St. Patty's Day as my birthday, Ross. Whether it's a rainy day, whether it's a Monday, uh, a Wednesday, it doesn't matter what day it is. People are always down to party. So I like to think that they're celebrating my birthday and then it's also St. Patty's Day on the side. Is green your favorite color or do you feel like it clashes with your birthday? No, green actually is my favorite color. Yeah, and I'm, I'm all about green things. But I don't think you have a Toronto St. Pat's jersey in your closet. God, no. I do not have a Toronto St. Pat's jersey in my closet. If anyone wants to be a funny guy, you should gift Pilsy St. Pat's jersey for his birthday. Yeah, can I get a Marner St. Pat's jersey? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, Sends Leafs. We'll get to that preview at the end. But these laughs are to mask tears from laughing. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to rip the officiating after last night's game. That was a complete gawking. No, I mean, where do you want to start? Well, wait, we need to start off with, we don't talk about the refs on this show. We don't talk about 
but on this but. show. But when they, they want us to talk about them, they made sure everyone in attendance knew who they were. The icing, sure. I don't really care one way or another. Yeah, okay. That's where I'm at too. The icing is whatever. Who cares? You see that all the time. But how quick – remember the whistle on the icing? Was it last week where the puck hadn't even crossed the red line? Yeah. Refs are known for giving quick whistles on plays they know – are going to be dead. So I don't have time to hear the the ref say, "Oh, um, like did he see the puck? Because he he said he was on the wrong side, so he didn't see that it was covered. But if you don't see that it was covered, then you don't see the puck. And when you don't see the puck, you're supposed to blow the whistle. So that's where the train just gets absolutely derailed of any sort of argument for the referee. We sl- we we counted. It was under Mad's blocker for four steamboats. I'm not saying four seconds like when you're trying to do something quick. One, two, three, four. No. Yeah. One steamboat, two steamboats, three steamboats, four. Okay. Sorry for wasting four seconds of your days. <laughs> but I needed to prove that point. That is an absolutely atrocious amount of time to be holding the puck. Now, usually you, you expect a whistle to go like the moment it's covered, especially on a play like that where I'm saying there's absolutely no – there's no debating, oh, I wonder if he's going to get it. it. It's just a complete disaster. And even though it made it 5-2 there, I messaged the group chat. I feel like I think that goal is going to loom large here. Either they're going to tie it and then give up another bad goal yeah. or what ended up happening where it ends up being the game winner. It's And we're seeing it. I, I got a DM today, and I'm sure, I can, I'm sure he doesn't mind if I share it, but Locked On Avalanche sent me a DM this morning, and we love banter with with our uh, other Locked On hosts. It's your team every day, local experts on the biggest stories. I just get a DM, we're sorry. Probably the worst call of the season. I mean that's uh, that's why we love our guys over at Locked On Avalanche. They they get it. Like they're they're not going to be doing a victory lap over a game winning goal like that. And yeah, I, I just. I have so many issues with that play because, Ross, again, like, that's such a routine play that's so easy for the ref just to blow down. Like, if, let's say that puck bounces off the boards and it's in Mads' pads and guys are scrambling, like, sticks are flying, they're whacking at it, like, the play is still alive and active, okay, maybe then you can be like, I was on the other side, I didn't see it, it looked like the Avalanche players thought that they had a chance at it, so I didn't blow it down. But everyone stops. Everyone stops. And it's only when Mads has it covered for four seconds and then is like, okay, the 1,000 times in my career I've covered it for four seconds, the whistle has been blown, so I assume the whistle has been blown. That's when Lars Eller pokes at it and jams away. So, yeah, I, I try to be sympathetic towards the refs. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. and Everyone hates you. Like, the only time you ever get noticed is when something bad happens, et cetera, et cetera. So don't get too hard on them. But this is just simply unexcusable. Like, you cannot allow this. And there's got, like, Gary Bettman's got to hit that ref with a $5,000 fine. Like, we got we to gotta have some repercussion here. I'm surprised none of the senators said this after the game. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. What a joke he is is right. Yeah. As referee number 17, 
you just made the list, kid. Now, this was a poorly ref game both ways, I think, in terms of penalties that were called. We saw it late. We saw it throughout the game, like not calling Kale McCarr for embellishment. And yeah, he got cross-checked in the upper shoulder. This guy's the best skater in the league, and his legs just fold out two seconds later. If you're going to call that, though, then I have no problem with giving Giroux an embellishment. Yep. He knew what he was doing there. He's a, he's a game. He's a competitive guy. But you either call both or you call none. When you let the Makar thing go, you have to let the Giroud thing go. But I feel like uh, Martian made a good point on the postcast last night. The Giroud one is a little bit different because he's fully faced the other way and he's already bending down to pick up his stick. So he's not expecting contact. So if you're, ar- if you're already going down and someone shoves you, like you're probably going to fall there. Whereas Kale Makar, like those guys are battling in front of the net and... It's Ridley Gregg. Like, this guy's trying to drink six protein shakes a day just to pick up some weight. So, he's not exactly a, a huge guy out there. So, yeah, I, the the refing as a whole was was just terrible. I think that Giroud knew it was coming. I mean, he, the Byerman just grabbed his stick out of his hand and threw it. Like, they were pretty much engaged in a battle themselves. Well, I, I, I thought Giroud was kind of at the point, like, okay, like, a penalty's going to be called. I'm just going to grab my stick and skate away here. So, I don't know. You could argue it either way. But what I'm saying is where Giroud, it's more likely that he's going to fall on that play rather than Cam McCarr. I guess, I don't know. That's probably being a sense homer, but. No, it's all good, but I guess my my spin zone too is and about the referee is no penalty for grabbing the stick out of his hand. We saw, hey, there's precedent set, even though it's in the rule book, but Shabbat got one for ripping the stick out of a guy's hand last week. Yeah, well, yeah, Shabbat especially, he ripped the stick out of the he guy's hand and then used it. it. <laughs> I mean, but still, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how that wasn't a penalty as well. Then Drew getting an extra one there, like that was just madness. Uh, the whole the whole play is just so maddening. I'm so rattled. And um, what do you think about the Sens and and the coach like not doing anything after the game? Like, is that where you want to see like the you know some some sort of frustration shown to kind of show your players that you you care as much, or do you think it's kind of a wasted energy and it should be refocused on trying to come back? And you got to give the Sens credit. That was an awful start and. All we heard again for two days from the coach, from the players, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. They weren't ready. It was 2 nothing. five minutes in. The shots were 6 nothing for Colorado. That That's not ready in my book. But you do have to give them credit. They played a hell of a third period. Um, I said meaningless third period again after the second period. Like That's all we wanted, a key to improvement. Just play a, a third period that matters. But they made it matter with their effort. So I do want to give a stick tap. They finished strong. And hopefully that's momentum that they can take into the game Saturday against Toronto. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think they played a really good game after a terrible start, and they deserved a better fate than that. But to answer your question, I think that was the right move, taking the high road there, because it's different when a call like that is just a boneheaded call, and it's it's just plain bad, as opposed to a ref like making it personal. You know, like sometimes it feels like the ref is making it personal and doing makeup calls or or just trying to be the star of the show. Then, yeah, get angry. Let let the, the pot boil over and lose your mind because th- this is an important game and you can't have that. But, like, getting angry at this isn't going to solve anything because that was just – it was just a terrible mistake. There wasn't any kind of personal feelings towards it. So, I, th- I think that's that was the correct approach, Ross. Uh, two other things that really twisted the knife on that play in particular. One – 
It was Lars Eller's first goal in 33 yeah. games. Oh, man. So no doubt he's not quitting till the whistle. This guy's anything to get the monkey off his back. The one goal in 33 games. He hasn't had a point in 15 games. Like, and he was a trade deadline acquisition. Like, you want to get going there. No doubt. And then secondary, the fact that you can challenge it for goal interference. But what hap- you should just be able to challenge a play. Like, does this look right to you? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think in this circumstance, you you want to say that, but then then where's the line? Like everything's getting reviewed and the game's getting slowed down. Well, no. It, remember, there was one where it was like they reviewed it for a high stick, but then it was challenged for goalie interference. It's like two things at once. Like just do it all at once. Like is it a good goal or not? Okay, I see what you're saying here. Yeah, like if you're going to challenge it, it's a wide scope challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that because it is weird because sometimes the refs will go up and be like, what are you challenging? No, no, no. I know you want the goal overturned, but what are you challenging? And they'll make sure they hear exactly what you're saying. And if you challenge a high stick and it's uh, Um, no goal because goalie interference, your challenge fails. Stupid. So, yeah, I think that's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm challenging that you didn't do your job well and that it's either no goal or goal. In this case, no goal. And, I mean, just change the momentum of the game. And we don't talk about the refs on this show, thank no. God. Otherwise, no, we don't do I, I'm sure there's a lot of other shows out there that, that are spending 30 minutes. We, we spent five. I think that's plenty. Just talking about how incompetent they were. Complete brickhead. And you hope that those guys stay away from the CTC the rest of the year. But, hey, stick taps to Sens fans. The Bronx cheer after every single icing. Not just the next one. Every single icing that was called in favor of Ottawa the rest of the game. Full. It was like this. It was like a Zoob champ, basically, in terms of loud level of crowd. It, it was great stuff coming up. Speaking of Zoob, though, at what point does he have to be put on the hot seat? A few other Sens defensemen. Uh, some, some mistakes that seem costly. We're also going to tell you a couple senators that are shooting up the history ranks in terms of their production this season. All that and a weekend preview. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. The number one sportsbook in North America. Is that good? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. And I can confirm it's good because I love using FanDuel. Their app is simple, safe, secure, easy to use. And that's where I turn when I make any kind of sports wagering, whether it's NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, uh, NCAA. It's March Madness. Everyone's bracket was broken on the first game. That's how it goes. Did you see that, by the way? It's like 0.12 brackets remain, 0.12%. Yeah, I, uh, Ross, I felt good about my bracket this year, and what, uh, half of the first game, I didn't even no, not not I didn't even feel that good going into it. I forgot it started early in the afternoon, and I was like, "Oh, I want to check my bracket." Yeah, zero for two on the first two games. That's the way she goes. But you can find different ways to get advantages with FanDuel because you can bet on money lines, puck lines, game props, over unders, point spreads, whatever you like. Check it out at FanDuel. And if you're a new customer, get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So all you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you can have a chance at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. You know we love our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. You can find them at 779 Bank Street. And when you go there, let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. That's a way you can really help us out. You can also help yourself out by using the shuttle service that the Glebe Central Pub provides. Go on their website, glebecentralpub.com, and find out all of the dates that the shuttle is running. There is a shuttle tomorrow, March 18th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a game you don't want to drive to. That's a game that you want to make sure that you're with Sen's Army heading into battle at the CTC. But today, there's no battle. Today, I'll even say have a beer with a Leafs fan because it's St. Paddy's Day. It's a time for joyous um, occasion. It's time to celebrate. It's time to go to the Glebe Central Pub. Doors open at 10 a.m. Live music starts at 1.30 and is going all the way till midnight. So go check them out at the Glebe Central Pub. Amazing vibes. Great food. All Irish food menu right now. I am dying to try the Kilkenny corn dog with the sausage. That looks unbelievable. Pilsy, do you have do you see the menu or do you want me to give you a couple options here? What would you be crushing this St. Patrick's Day special? Like I feel like you're a bit of I feel like you're a bit of like a hmm, if I had to guess I'd say maybe you're you'd be crushing the the Guinness beef stew. Are you a beef stew guy? You nailed that. That's the one I was going for. I I love like pub style food. So a beef stew with some Guinness in there. I'm going for that. And Ross, the bangers and mash. I mean, that's just fun to say. And that's a classic uh, British meal or or Irish meal. Don't offend anyone here. Um, so yeah, either the beef stew or the bangers and mash. That's what I'm going for. I feel like bangers and mash is what you got to start the day. If you are yes. doing, if you're putting in an eight hour shift at the Glebe Central Pub, I would start out with the bangers and mash, and then yep. kind of work my way. And then when I get hungry, then crush the Guinness beef stew. But you know me, I'm all about the Kilkenny corn dog, Irish cream ale, battered sausage served with grainy mustard. It's all at Glebe Central Pub, seven seventy nine Bank Street. And when you go, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. <laughs> All right, Pilsy. I'm still so pissed about that game last night. It was frustrating, man. And these points matter. They matter so much. Like, even getting to overtime would have been a nice boost for the Sens here. And they had the momentum. They got so close still. That save at the end of the game. Who else but Debrinka to get a golden opportunity and not find the back of the net? And he even did the quick little fist pump. Like he thought, like he's like, I'm a 40 goal scorer. That's that's one I, I'm going to get 10 times out of 10. And he still doesn't get it. It's insane. He also missed a good opportunity on a two on one a little bit earlier on in the third period. Just ripped it high, missed the net completely. Um, he's got the yips. He's got the yips right now. Honestly, yeah. It's insane. Uh, that said, and actually, I do want to finish off by saying, uh, that quick whistle actually benefited the Sens because the puck yeah. ended up in the corner with four seconds left. But yeah. st- still ironic, ridiculous, and there's absolutely no reason why the refs shouldn't be ashamed of themselves for that. The- it was never even close to covered. Yeah, Marcia and I were talking about that. Like, oh, and then they call a quick whistle there, and, and then we're like, well, actually, that was actually kind of beneficial. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> Unfortunately, two lost faceoffs at the end of the game there for yeah. Ottawa. They they really had no chance. Other than, uh, I mean, the one glorious opportunity came off of, uh, uh, anyways, that power play was too little too late for the Ottawa Senators. They get uh, in this game, but dude, Timmy Superstar continues to impress. I mean, 
This guy is 18th in the NHL in scoring right now, just shooting up the ranks. He's four years younger than anyone else in the top 20. That's awesome. Let, yeah. let that sink in. That is unreal. Uh, I think Jason Robertson is the next youngest in the top 20. And there's there's old Timmy Superstar, 21 years he's, old. He's still on his entry-level contract. That's so insane. Ridiculous. Sens are on a four-game losing streak. He's got eight points in those four games. He had his guy. He had his guy. No question. Although, he probably wouldn't have liked to miss high there because he had a chance with the goalie pulled as well right yeah. before Debrinket. And I'm but sure I'm not getting on Timmy for that. We're not, but I bet you he is. Yeah, fair. Yes. Competitive guy he is. I bet you he's all over himself on that one. And um, hey, I want to quote from you, and, and maybe it's me that should be saying it because we pulled it up on the postcast and you had your word, but... I absolutely loved Brady after last night's game. And he's never going to let anyone else take responsibility, but um, they need they need to make sure Mads knows it's not his fault because it's uh, a lot of goals he's let in in the last few games. Big time. But like we mentioned, he's made a lot of big saves in these games too. So there's been a bit of both here, but when you're getting five goals scored on you, consistently it's tough as a young goalie so yeah I, I really liked what Brady had to say and I think I got a good feeling Ross the next time the Sens win a game tomorrow Matt Sogard is going to get the goggles if, if he's playing I'm not sure if they're going to start Mando or uh, Sogard tomorrow but Matt Sogard will be the next goggle re- recipient in a game that he wins you know what's sad what I don't remember who has the goggles. It's been so long. Dude, I know. I don't remember either. Um, <laughs> is it Chickren or did Chickren hand them off? Did pa- no, Patty Brown. Patty Brown has them. Stop it. Yeah. Patty Brown does have the goggles right now. Wow. Uh, we'll see who gets them. So you're saying Mads gets them after the next win if they ever win again? Yeah, yeah. It's this team. I mean, it's it's the sign of of a group that needs to find maturity. But they've had what four separate four four or more game winning streaks this year, which you could not say over the last couple of years. But they're also finding it tough to string, or they're finding it easy to string losses together as well. Like a lot of three game losing streaks, and those just add up over time. And right now they're at four game straight five of their last six games have been losses since uh, since they uh, went out on the road. Now, I'm not here to draw too much of a parallel between it yet, but I'm starting to get similar um, vibes to after the Matt Duchesne trade. The vibes are immaculate. He got yeah. here. They win the first two games, and then the wheels fall off. Hey, what was the score in the first two games, Pilsy? Uh, a couple wins? For the Avalanche? Oh, no, for Ottawa. Up against the Avalanche? No, when they got Chikrit. Oh, yeah. It was, what, 5-3 and 5-2? Yeah, but they won the first two games, just like they did when they got Duchesne, and then the wheels fell off. It's it's just strange. But anyways, I'm not. it's late in the season, so it's not taking them out. And Chikrit already has more points in his first seven games than Duchesne had in his first 20. Remember, he had like one assist. He could not find the sheet. He hit a million posts, though, and Kyle Turris was looking like a superstar. I remember that first stretch of that trade. We were like, did the Sens screw up here? Yes, 
Yes, yes. Wow. Wild to think that. Uh, Drake Batherson's first line mate was Matt Duchesne. And Drake Batherson, I think he played one of his best games last night. He was hard on the forecheck. He had that big hit late in the game, separating the player from the puck. And uh, he scores his 20th goal of the season. The Senators now have five 20-plus goal scorers. And Shane Pinto also scored last night. And he's inching his way closer. He's at 18 goals on the season. Uh, big drop-off after that, um, with Derek Broussard being the seventh-leading goal scorer on this team. Wouldn't have had that to start the season. But, I mean, once you get to 7, 8, 9, you're looking at some yeah. of the depth guys, defensemen, that sort of thing. But do, do find it interesting there that he's next. But uh, if the, if Pinto can get two more goals, and uh, I say I he does he will, yeah. Uh, you're looking at 620 goal scorers. Pretty impressive feat. For the Ottawa Senators, uh, Jake Sanderson gets another assist. He is now past Eric Carlson for most points by a rookie Sens defenseman. He only trails Andre Mazaros and Wade Redden now. I think Wade Redden might be uh, in jeopardy of losing his spot there on that list at second. I believe he's at 30 points. He's at 30 points. Uh, Wade Redden was. So um, we'll, we'll see how that does, but I'm all leading up to Brady Kachuk with his assist on the the Pinto goal, or was it the Pinto goal? With his assist early in last night's game on, sorry, now I'm curious, on the Hamannick goal, on the Hamannick goal out yep. front. That tied, or sorry, that set a career high in points for Brady Kachuk, and then he added a goal as well. So that's super impressive. Brady, 69 points, nice on the season for him, and the best is yet to come. So it's, it's easy to get upset. It really is, and and we're pissed off too. Like yeah. you should have seen the numbers when we were on the five game win streak. We we're we were humming, and obviously it's great for the show. It's great for the business side of it. Like I don't, th- I hope the Sens understand that we're not mad. We're just disappointed sometimes in them, um, and and we hope that this can be a successful team and a successful franchise. It helps everybody out, but ah, uh, it's over. Things could be so different, Ross. They could be so different, but yeah. That's the thing. Like the last couple of years, Ross, we, this is a rebuilding team. There wasn't many moments of hope. Like we knew we were losers. We knew this team was going to lose. We were prepared for that, but it was so soft on them too. Yeah. But now things are different. There's no, like Pierre Dorian has said, screw the picks. They brought in big players, big name guys. And this team on paper, should be more successful than it is right now. So that's where it's just disappointing because we had high hopes, especially after that Detroit series. It felt like things are different. Like the the who wants it movement should have gotten more traction. Like that was a fun week where that was really relevant, but that should have carried on further. 100% um, wild. And uh, Jason York pointing out on Twitter as well, and, and we touched on this stat a little bit too. Jake Sanderson now. I mean, he's playing top, top minutes. Uh, last night ended with 24-17, two assists in the game. Man, he's sitting at six penalty minutes this season. Yeah, that's insane. Six penalty minutes in 63 games as a top four defenseman in the NHL at 20 years old. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. He's already good. I mean, he's yeah, good. fair. Yes, yes. He's going to be great. He's good now. He's going to be great. And one of those three penalties was a phantom high stick where TJ Oshie yeah. snapped his head back like he'd been shot. Wild. Super impressive. All right, what can the Sens do this weekend? To uh, First, it, what's wrong? Is Zub broken, by the way? That giveaway in the first period was yeah. one of the worst I've seen all season. Yeah. This, I, this is a, a thing for him right now. 
it's it's been tough for Zub lately, and now like it used to be Zub props up his partners. Well, now he's with Sanderson, and Sanderson can help prop him up, hopefully. But it has been tough for Artem Zub lately. I will agree. Yeah, well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that because I don't think the Zub chants are going anywhere just yet. But we'll get into a weekend preview coming up on the other side. Tyler Clevin could be signing as soon as Monday. We'll tell you all that and more. You're listening to Locked On Senators. All right, Pilsy. Let's get out of here with some birthday energy. Woo! Tell me the Sens are going to beat the Leafs tomorrow night. Ross, I am very confident that the Sens are going to beat the Leafs because they have to. They just have to. I need this so, so, so bad. And we cannot have that barn packed with Leafs fans and Leafs fans leaving happy. So I want to beat the traffic. I want to see those... St. Pat's jerseys be looking all sad. And it's gonna be it's gonna be an entertaining game. That much, I'm sure, because these guys have a lot of pride. And for to let that Colorado Avalanche game end that way at home, and then they bounce, they have a quick turnaround where they're up against their biggest rivals at home. I think this game's gonna mean a lot to the players, and it means a lot to me. So I I need a big victory here. And Ross. I want Matt Murray. Give me Matt Murray. Well, the Leafs played tonight. So I'm curious to see who starts in goal for the Leafs tonight. Because we know that if it's Matt Murray, there's a 0.000% chance that he plays back-to-back games. No, God, no. Yeah. No chance. Negative chance. Better chance Pilsy puts on the St. Pat's jersey and plays against the Sens tomorrow night. (laughs) David Ayers style, yeah. You're, not, you're 30, you're not 40, so it's not an automatic win against the Leafs. True, true, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. My goodness with Matt Murray. We'll see tonight, though. Uh, the Leafs are playing. Who do they got tonight? They got the Hurricanes tonight. So that's a big game at home. I think Samsonov is going to start that one. Yeah. Home record is ridiculous. Except when Murray bailed after warm-up and then Samsonov got lit up by your Ottawa Senators last game. Hey, the Leafs are probably going to be pissy about that. They might come out. They might come out swinging after that one. So it's gonna be fun. I'll be locked into it. We'll have the postcast after that game for sure. Um, give me a locked on player. Who are you gonna be looking out for? Or locked on to in tomorrow night's game against the Leafs? Because you, you, you see a couple of guys that might need some bounce back games. Or are you going with one of the big dogs? I'm going with one of the big dogs, Brady Kachuk. Like I just think, I think the way he handles things as a young captain is just so impressive. And that's why you see he gets so much respect around the league. Uh, Guys that are out of the league uh, are giving him respect for how great he does as a captain, especially in a team like this where it hasn't been easy to lead this team and you've had a lot of responsibility put on your shoulders. Once again, I thought he handled it perfectly last night. Uh, Great job boosting up Mads when when he's down. So, I think we're really going to see Brady Kachuk have another good game here, and he's going to be the leader of this team, driving these guys, dragging them into the battle tomorrow. I really hope so, because I think it's going to be a battle. I think the Sens are going to be really like rattled at how this game ended, and, and they're going to bring some energy. So I'm on the first of five on FanDuel tomorrow. Sens first of five, even though 
Uh, they didn't even have a sniff against Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out for me last night. Yeah. No, hey, you should get your money back if your team doesn't even have one shot. Like, hey, they didn't. <laughs> you know how it's like in baseball? It's like both pitchers must start for action. Yeah. Like both teams must have one shot for action. Right? Both yeah. teams must start. The auto centers hadn't started yet. Yeah, they were still tying their skates in the locker room when it was 2 nothing Avalanche in that game. For a more in-depth breakdown on the game, check out last night's postcast. But let's turn our attention to the weekend ahead for the Belleville Senators. We talked more about Belleville yesterday, so we'll be brief here because we also want to let you know what the situations are this weekend for Sense prospects potentially being able to join the organization. But they have to win both these games, right? Belleville in Cleveland playing against the last-place team in the division. That This is a must-win weekend set on the road. And Belleville started playing better, man. This Dylan Ferguson guy, thank God they got someone to play goalie because they're on their eighth guy right now. And uh, and he's come in and given them a bit of stability in goal, and, and they need to carry that through because right now games in hand are not on their side, but uh, but they've got some wins together. So they're, they're making a bit of a push here to make playoffs. Yeah, this is massive for Belva and Ross. It's kind of funny you mentioned like, all right, they're up against the last place team in the division, so they should be able to beat them. The Cleveland Monsters actually have a better point percentage than the Belleville Senators. So it's not as easy as a task as it may seem from a quick glance at the standings, but you have to be able to beat the teams below you, even if um, technically... Technically, they're above you. I don't know. Um, but you got to win your in-division games. And when it's not, if like you're not up against the Marlies or the Utica Comets or the Syracuse Crunch, like those are the big powerhouses of this division. So when you get a, one of the kind of bottom tier teams of this division, you got to dominate. So I'm expecting, I'm, I'm looking for three points this weekend, Ross. A win and uh, OT or shootout loss. I think that's definitely attainable. Okay, what do you think is attainable for our NODAC Sens? Now, there has been a Sens prospect on North Dakota for every year since 2015. That's eight straight seasons that there's been a North Dakota-Ottawa Senators prospect. And now, this could be it tonight. We said that last weekend. They got both wins. And now, they've moved on to the semifinal in the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. So now, they're at the XL Energy Center. They're playing at the Minnesota Wild yeah. Home Stadium. That's 18,000 Wild fans tonight. And the games get underway at 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern today. Uh, Colorado College is taking on the University of Denver. Then it's showtime. The green on St. Paddy's Day, I don't know. Is it an Ooh. omen? Is it an omen? Nodak playing St. Cloud State. They're the lower seed. St. Cloud beat Minnesota Duluth, so they've already eliminated a Sens prospect in Luke Lohite, who has said he's going back for fifth season at Minnesota Duluth. But I've got a good feeling about this. Single elimination, by the way. So it's March Madness in hockey here, too. Yeah, that's awesome. And Ross, it was the black jerseys that they have insane uh, record with, right? The business suits. Yeah, so maybe it's time to get the business suits on. I know it's St. Patty's Day and they got the green, but it's business time. Well, they wore the black last weekend and went 2-0. There we go. I mean, look good, play good. It's as simple as that, honestly. And I think it's going to be interesting, Ross. Um, They've definitely got a tough opponent ahead of them. But the thing is, if they win this game, you're more than likely going up against Denver. Well, I had boots on the ground. Denver, UND uh, in November this year. I went down to North Dakota. That was the one game I went to where Clevin uh, had had his ankle sliced and couldn't play last minute. I got bad luck seeing sense prospects there. Jake Sanderson's sick. 
last year when I went. But hey, at least I got to crush some beers with uh, with Mr. Clevin, absolute beauty. Uh, great family he comes from there. But um, I would say 99.8% chance we see Tyler Clevin signed by Monday because uh, Denver is going to be a tough go on Saturday for University of North Dakota to make the, the NCAA tournament. They would have to win the NCHC. So their next loss... Their season's over. That's the way to break that down. And then Pilsy, Levy Marilinen, we think, we think, no confirmed reports that he's nursing a minor injury right now because he didn't play in any of Carpat's play-in series. They play, or sorry, they played against a team who had to play in to get there. They got dominated. They lost 5 nothing to get eliminated from the first wow. round. They could have used Levy. Yeah. So I'm assuming that he was injured because this guy led the finished league in save percentage and shutouts. So you got to think that, you'd go to him in the playoffs at least at some point. But if it's not a serious injury, don't be surprised if he's over here with Belleville already under contract, by the way. So it wouldn't have to be him signing, but I would be surprised if he doesn't come over like Mads did after his COVID shortened season in, uh, in Denmark. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Honestly, I think for Levy, there's no wrong answer. If he decided to go back to Liga, I'd be okay with that. But I think, He's shown that he can dominate in that league and he's ready to take the next step here. And the Ottawa Senators, like, they need solutions in goal. Now, I'm not saying that Mad Sogard definitively is not the answer, but I think he's going to need more time. And Levy Marilinen, there's... It's always good to get your goalie prospects going and uh, acclimated to the North American game. Now, he did have that year in Kingston in the OHL, but the AHL and the OHL are two very different beasts. So I think the sooner Levy gets over here, the better it is for this franchise. Totally agree. So we've got a busy weekend to follow ahead. Two Belleville games, one Ottawa Senators game. It's a Battle of Ontario. And I'll be keeping track on the Nodak Sens for more on all that. You can follow us on Twitter at Send Central and on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Of course, Locked On Senators is available and free wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. It's local experts on the biggest stories, your team every day. Pilsy, final thoughts on your first day as a member of the 30s club. I feel great, Ross. The th- 30s is, is going to be an absolute domination of a decade for me. I'm going to crush my 30s. I've already decided that. My 20s, you know, you mess around, you figure your stuff out. I'm all figured out now. So now I just got to keep working at my craft. So I'm very excited. And that all starts with an Ottawa Senators win over the Leafs tomorrow night. So your whole decade is blown up if they lose. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board if they lose because that like, that sets everything up. So yes, that that's going to be tough for me if they lose. So big, big game tomorrow, you could say. Decade-defining game tomorrow, guys. <laughs> We've gone from must-win to, to <laughs> decade-defining real quick. Uh, do the Sens win the Cup by the next time you change the decade? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see Mad Sogard uh, getting the Cup from Brady Kachuk right now in my mind. <laughs> a little throwback to Brady's comments, which we didn't even read off, but he said this goalie, he, he it's not his fault. He's going to lead us to the Stanley Cup. So uh, a lot of confidence in that room for Matt Sogard. Uh, final thoughts for me is, can we can we score first? That's 12 <laughs> times in the last 17 games that the Senators have allowed the first goal. Not a recipe for success. No, it certainly isn't. I'd like to see the first goal too. I think it'd be fun. Just 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 as a treat. They scored first last time against the Leafs, though, right? I think so. 
I mean, they pretty much scored first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, they gave up two, uh, two in the middle. Six-two here was the final score. Brady Kachuk, yeah, Thomas Shabbat opened the scoring a minute thirty-two into the first period. Brady Kachuk scored. 23 seconds into the second yep. and then Brady scored 330 into the third. So that's starting each period off right. That's a recipe for success. Let's see that tomorrow sends Leafs. We'll chat in the postcast after that game. Have a great start to your weekend. Be safe out there on St. Paddy's Day and go be among friends at the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. Let them know Locked On Senators sent you and they'll put in a couple Irish car bombs on your tab. Um, on your tab. See what I did there? Like we're giving it to you, but it's on your tab. All right. So don't, don't read the fine print on that one either. But for today, we say goodbye for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. And this has been the locked on senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>